Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 716, October 18th, 2021. We had a record high of 87 degrees on this day in 1950. Man, the late 40s and early 50s had some wonderful warm streaks. And it was as chilly as 18 degrees on this day in 1972. And the 70s were chilly. From the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Hi there. Don't, Hi. You know, you? Hello. Hello. Don't Hi. stare at the camera. Don't stare at the TV. <laughs> like that? <laughs> well, after 100 years, the statue of Thomas Jefferson is going to be hauled out of the New York City Council Chamber. Sure. Mm. The Public Design Commission is expected on Monday to vote on and likely approve a long-term loan of the statue to the New York Historical Society. After the City Council's Black, Latino, and Asian Caucus requested that the statue be removed all right (laughs) how the hell can people see someone as a hero who had hundreds of enslaved africans someone who was racist and who said we were inferior and someone who was a slave-holding pedophile i don't know that about thomas jefferson yeah that gets i think that has to get this Uh, we don't know that said assemblyman charles Barron, the former councilman who tried to get the statue removed in 2001 for him to be canonized in a statue uh, well he's not really canonized in a statue he's he's memorialized on a statue, is incredibly racist. Uh, It's an imposing statue. It's a plaster model of the bronze statue of Jefferson that is on display in the United States Capitol Rotunda. It was commissioned in 1833 by Uriah P. Levy, the first Jewish commodore in the United States Navy, to commemorate Jefferson's advocacy of religious freedom in the armed forces. The Jefferson statue in Washington was by celebrated French artist Pierre-Jean-David de Angers, was dedicated to American people. The painted plaster version was later donated to New Yorkers and arrived at City Hall in 1834. Wow. So, you know, Thomas Jefferson's got to go. At least it's not going to be destroyed. It's going to go to a historical society. It survived several attempted removals over the last 20 years. But in 2019, the council's Black, Latino, and Asian caucus tried again, writing to Corey Johnson, the council speaker, that the statue should be removed because it symbolizes the disgusting and racist basis on which America was founded. And there is, that could be the slogan of the mystery. We find uh, flaws in the way the country was founded. Therefore, we continue to believe this country is not fair. Uh, it, no, it, it remains the greatest country in the world. But, sure does, Joe. But we can see it. We can see it beginning to crumble at the edges, can't we? Uh, the center is not holding. Uh, I've got some stuff coming up today that's just incredible about the $3.2 trillion reconciliation bill. Uh, well, okay, I can't, I can't save Thomas Jefferson. I can only uh, remember him for uh, the good that he did. Like discover the country, right? <laughs> you know. Other than that, what did he do? He discovered the United States. He sent out the fellas and said, "Go see what the hell's out there." <laughs> Lewis and Clark, and off they went. 
Superman is no more. You aware of that? I did not know that. Jim Lee, chief creative officer and publisher of DC Comics, announced on Saturday during a virtual fan event, DC Fandom, that the Man of Steel's motto will be evolving from the well-known mantra that he fights for truth, justice, and the American way. Superman's new mission statement is truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. In a press statement, the company said the decision is meant to better reflect the storylines that we are telling across D.C., meaning the comic book company, and to honor Superman's incredible legacy of over 80 years of building a better world, which he did in the American way. Truth, justice, the American way. In reality, Superman has followed several mantras over the decades, all of which involve the variations of truth and justice as central to Superman's identity. In fact, Truth, Justice, and the American Way did not originate with the first Superman comic books by Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster. Instead, the saying came from a Superman radio serial in the early 1940s as a way to cheer on American military efforts in World War II. The American Way motto was revived for Adventures of Superman TV series that aired in the 1950s during the first days of the Cold War and the height of McCarthyism. By 1960s, the motto shifted to Truth, Justice, and Freedom on the kids' cartoon series, The New Adventures of Superman, but arguably the most well-known Superman adaptation, the 1978 feature film starring Christopher Reeve, revived the American Way version with the Man of Steel speaking the words himself, further cementing it in the cultural consciousness as the superhero's credo. Since then, however, the American Way motto has fallen out of favor. I think he has now a son-in-law, too, or a cousin or something that's a gay guy his son i'm reading it right now yeah he's bisexual well that's that's bringing old soup into the modern era isn't it well (laughs) i'll be perfectly honest i i've been a fan of superman since i was a kid who isn't yeah i wasn't a comic book guy but i didn't even know superman had a motto did you guys well i always knew it as truth justice in the american way oh when he's flying her off or something but that wasn't part of the even as you just read part of the comic book thing that was more The movie deal. I thought it was always faster than a speeding bullet and more powerful than a locomotive. Wasn't that the, the deal? Well, that's part of it. Yeah. Up in the sky. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a bird. It's, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's a plane. It's Superman. Did you? Oh, cool. Sorry, John. Were you going to say something? No, I was just. I was always a Archie and Jughead fan myself. Yeah. Well, Tom Lyman weighs <laughs> in. As you all know, I've been writing a series called Dark Winter, and it's about the dismantling of the U.S. by people who hate us. The hate that we have. Uh, at least some amount of freedom. They hate that even a little guy could be successful. They hate that we have the free will to go where we want and do as we please to some extent. So does it shock me that DC Comics is changing the whole concept of Superman? No, not really. The iconic... Oh, there. Get the horn. I got her. I got her. (laughs) The iconic comic book hero Superman will no longer stand for the American way, according to DC Comics chief creative officer and publisher Jim Lee. Uh... Lee announced that to better reflect the storylines that we are telling across D.C. and to honor Superman's incredible legacy over 80 years of building a better world, Superman's motto will now be truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. D.C. Comics previously had Superman renounce his American citizenship in a speech before the U.N. in which the hero declared, I'm tired of having actions construed as instruments of U.S. policy. Truth, justice, and the American way is not enough anymore. The world's too small. Oh, and by the way, DC Comics decided that Superman's son is bi- is a bisexual social justice warrior with a live-in boyfriend. 
Hmm. <laughs> and there it is every day, another chip away at what America stood for and how evil it must be. From the very top of the media chain to the comic books your kids read. Down with America, down with her values. It makes me puke, and there's much more coming. Um, I uh, did see this, and I hate to start the week off on such a sour note, mm-hmm. but uh, you, you, you've seen the upcoming series in relation to this, correct? I have not. Well, Joel, let me let me share this with you. This is from a gentleman by the name... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, this was retweeted by somebody. Screen Rant is apparently a, uh, a, a, a Twitter account that promotes various movies and things like that. All right. This comic book series that Superman is going to be part of, Joel. John Kent's Superman will fight climate change in support of hashtag climate strike, hashtag Fridays for Future, and this week's hashtag school strike for climate in an upcoming issue of his ongoing series. And you got Superman there with the giant sign, uh, school strike for climate. (laughs) Eight minutes into the work week, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Yep. How you doing there, Mayor? I got to find another one that's going to set you off. Where no, did I put that's, that? that's all right. There was a, a gentleman that sent me uh, a screenshot. He was at a, a bookstore, and on the books on the shelf there, it was called America's Most Powerful Speeches. Mm-hmm. And on the top, it had Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, that's a pretty good who, speech. who can debate that? Yeah. And underneath it was... Um, Greta Thunberg. <laughs> Hit that button again. In three, I thought you were going to say... This guy wears many... No. Oh, where's the explosion? Well, you I just thought, played it. I'm just, sure you were going to say Gettysburg Address. <laughs> I just blew it. I lost sure. the explosion. I lost the explosion. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Well, you could just play the new Al Green again. I mean, that kind no, of... No, I lost everything. the explosion. you got to get it back for me someday. Well, wouldn't, day. You, wouldn't you put Greta on, on par with Dr. King? <laughs> You know? Wow. See, I went uh, I went downtown Saturday night. Uh, How'd that go? Well, now, just which to, downtown? St. Paul. Uh, St. Oh. Paul. <laughs> which one? Kenny, come on. <laughs> you know better than that. <laughs> which is all over the yeah. news today on the front page of the Minneapolis paper. About the awakening uh, to danger. And went past the truck park, and and uh, there, was a, uh, there was a police presence. It was early, though, in the night, so, I mean, I wasn't going to go in there for Pete's sake. I just wanted to see it out of curiosity. And uh, there was a police presence, and I think a police presence does make a big difference. It's uh, it does. It's penny wise to have uh, a sheriff's car there, a police car, and, and it was a peaceful weekend, as far as we know. I have a note from Brent who writes, "I live at the apartment building that Truck Park and New Bohemia occupy, part of the first level. This will be our last week there after two plus years." We sold our homes just before COVID and riots and had hoped to rent for six months or less and regrettably stuck it out longer due to the terrible housing market. If you want to hear what it's been like living there on or off the air, let me know. This may not be of high value, as you no doubt have a good idea from Tom Reed and others. It's been very frustrating, dangerous, and disheartening time living in St. Paul. 
Freedom House, the negative demographic change at the restaurants after midnight, the new hotel apartment being burned down across the street, street racers and general decline of common decency. Very rapid decline of our daily walking routes has also been astonishing. The failure of any kind of response from the mayor and the council is a clear signal decline is desired. I have lost count how many times I've called the police for issues in the area while living there. It has been an unlivable endurance test, all the while paying luxury apartment prices for the privilege. When you pair all the other shenanigans going on, garbage monopoly, a mayor threatening double-digit property tax increases if people don't vote the way he wants, guaranteed income, etc., with the, while the rise of crime happens, it is simply amazing and does not bode well for the future of the city. Well, of course it doesn't. Of course it doesn't. You guys know what apartments he's talking about, don't mm-hmm. you? Mm-hmm. Remember the old seven-corner hardwares? Sure. Well, that's yeah. gone, and above the, above the new Bohemia and the truck park are these, uh, what I would imagine, to be fairly expensive apartments. Well, isn't the old hardware store the truck park? I think so. I think so. But I think I the thought. old hardware store was totally demolished. It, it, it was. Yeah. They, they completely built an entirely different structure. Because yeah. I got a guy on the inside in the hardware business. Well, that's true. <laughs> I bet he wished he had a piece of that operation. Boy, does he ever. <laughs> <laughs> on Monday, October 18th, Robert writes, I will be at the new Forest Lake Grunhofer's location. I don't normally get that close to the nation's tallest buildings. I will be driving from Sandstone, Minnesota. I don't expect you to know where that is, being a city slicker. Hey, hey, pal, hey, I know hey, where hey, sandstone hey. is. Where is it? It's up there. You can get that. <laughs> it's up there. Well, you pass it, it on the way to Duluth, right? Where is it? That's up there. So he's going to the new Grunhoffers. Uh, last time I stopped at the new store, I didn't purchase much because I am from the land of rocks and cows and have a critical tongue. I purchased one package each of beef sticks, chicken sticks, bratwurst. My better half is extremely critical of her bratwurst. She is from Rhinelander, Wisconsin. Even she has been craving more brats from Grunhofer's. We have tried many closer unnamed butcher shops, all unsatisfactory, but these boy howdy she loves. So far, I'm preparing to build a bus stop shack for my young children. I decided to go all the way to Forest Lake to purchase my crooked boards. There's a local lumberyard in my town so that I can make the detour to surprise her with the most delicious brats we've ever had. Thankfully, she doesn't listen as I will be hiding the meat sticks. And I got another one from uh, CJ in Colorado Springs. Uh, I'd heard such great things about uh, Red Savoy Pizza and Grunhofer's that I asked my friend in Belle Plaine to please buy some of the product for our fishing trip in the Baxter area this week. While I'm glad to say the Muskies cooperated, I equally enjoyed the chance to finally enjoy blue cheese and green olive summer sausage and a variety oh. of meat sticks from Grunhofer's. All were delicious. Thanks for the recommendation. Wait a minute. Check this out. Yep. You blue to cheese and green olive summer sausage? Yes. Yes. Okay, I might have to issue a warning. <laughs> well, you know what? People are starting to issue their own warnings. No, 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 no. That's yeah. my bit. Well, here's another guy. Josh said... Uh, <laughs> What did he say here? He said he issued a warning. Oh, never mind. That's a different ad. Okay. (laughs) I love when my listeners do the ads. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo, right on Highway 61 north of Hugo, and the new store in Forest Lake on 97, Highway 97, just east of 35.
Hey, GLers, if you're looking to improve the water quality in your home, then trust my friends at Hofferman Water. They are your local independent water treatment dealer, and they have been serving Minnesotans for nearly 50 years, and they understand the unique problems that Minnesota water brings. They are also an independent and authorized Connecticut dealer, so whether you're looking to soften, filter, or you just want your water to taste better, they will help make your water worry-free. I'm a prime example. I went with the Connecticut system a couple of years ago. I have the S. 650 system inside my home it made an absolute world of difference it improved everything your 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 dishes your your laundry your showers everything inside your home gets better with Connecticut and my friends at Hofferman Water if you already have a water treatment system in your home well they can help you with service and repairs they specialize in Connecticut products but service many other major brands too they can also help with salt delivery filter changes parts repairs and more give them a shout today you can call them at 612-895-2440 for a free water analysis and estimate, or just check them out online at HoffermanWater.com, and please let them know that Garage Logic sent you. Truth, Justice, and the Souchery. ProfessionalTurf.com. The best lawn care shop in the business, they're looking for seasonal workers who get laid off in the winter to move some white gold. You folks know who you are, lawn care employees with no winter work, roofers, siding installers, asphalt pavers, uh, gutter. and You know what? You're the folks, you guys with know-how, men and women with know-how and confident. Uh, You've never met a piece of machinery you can't master or a job too intimidating. That's who ProfessionalTurf.com is looking for. It's a great opportunity to plow snow this winter, turn your extra downtime into extra money in the South Metro area. You work only when it snows, so you're still going to have plenty of time off for fishing and other winter-type shenanigans. Uh, ProTurf has a very flexible compensation program to work with laid-off staff and They'll also be adding to its full-time staff for the 2022 year, which is a great opportunity with full benefits and exceptional pay. Log on to ProfessionalTurf.com, click on Contact Us, send your name and info uh, in, and they'll get a hold of you. Again, that's ProfessionalTurf.com. I've been made privy to a Republican Study Committee report on the $3.5 trillion bill. It's being advocated uh, by the Democratic Party. Okay. Uh, and this is from Chairman Jim Banks of the <coughs> Republican Study Committee. He said the bill is a disaster and should be polling at 20%. We all know it. So how can we explain 52 to 55% approval it's garnered in the polls? The chief reason is that it keeps polling favorably is because we haven't done a good enough job letting the American people know what's in it. Here's what happens to public opinion when the public learns what's in these bills. In March, before Democrats' $1.9 trillion package passed, 70% of Americans said they favored it. Polled again in August, five months after the bill was enacted, 35% of Americans said the bill was helping improve the economy or will do so in the future. I've directed staff at the Republican Study Committee to pore over the bill's pages and produce for you a summary of the worst parts of the bill. Please read and share these points on social media, newsletters, opinions, editorials, or whatever format uh, you need to get your message out. There's 42 bullet points here. Okay. It perpetuates a labor shortage. 
It continues welfare benefits without work requirements for able-bodied adults without dependents at a time when there are 10.1 million job openings, more openings than there are people looking for work. It commissions a climate police. Democrats stuffed $8 billion into the bill to commission a cabal of federally funded climate police called the Civilian Climate Corps. You are kidding me. Who will conduct progressive activism on taxpayers' expense. It pushes the Green New Deal. It pushes the Green New Deal in our public schools. It requires funding for school construction be used largely on enrollment, diversity, and Green New New Deal agenda items. And with each bullet point... They offered the page you would find that in the bill. That would be on page 55. The, com- uh, the climate police would be on pages 821 and 926. Pushes the Green New Deal in universities. Democrats include a $10 billion environmental justice higher education slush fund to indoctrinate college students in advanced Green New Deal policies. All right. Uh, forces faith-based child, co- child care providers out. The bill blocks the ability of many faith-based providers from participating in the child care system and will lead to many of their closures. Uh, I'm not going to read them all. Why? It's, What's the explanation for that? Why? Uh, you'd Why have to go to page bad? 280 of the bill. I don't have the bill. I just have the bullet points. Gives unions near total control. The bill includes insane prohibitions. It would blind employers' hands in union disputes and dangerously tilt the balance of power, subjecting employers to penalties that exempt union bosses and officials. Among the things the bill would prevent employers from permanently replacing striking workers. It coerces businesses businesses to meet union boss demands by increasing Fair Labor Standards Act penalties by an astronomical 900 percent. Page 168. This is dangerous. Uh, gives wealthy Americans tax credits. $222 billion in green energy tax credits will be given to those who can afford expensive electric vehicles and other green innovative products. So we'd be paying for somebody mm-hmm. to buy an electric car. Yep. Uh, it furthers the social justice agenda, includes equity initiatives throughout the bill, and in one instance, Democrats inserted equity language language into a title which should have been focusing on the maintenance of the United States cybersecurity efforts. Page 897. Grants amnesty for millions of illegal immigrants. Opens the borders even wider. Increases the visa limit. Grants fast-track green cards for those seeking middle-class careers in America. Includes pork for Nancy Pelosi. $200 earmarked for the Presidio Trust Trust in Speaker Pelosi's congressional district. Mm Mm-hmm. Increases energy dependence on OPEC, Russia, and China. The bill prohibits several mineral and energy withdrawals. It overturns provisions included in the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that authorize energy production in the Arctic that will result in 130,000 Americans losing their jobs and $440 billion in lost federal revenue. And the mineral withdrawals it prohibits would ironically include minerals necessary for renewable energy sources. This, this is going to kill the United States. That's what you could conclude. <laughs> Why would well, there be? I, I am. So we're going to rely on who did you say? Russia, China, and OPEC, and, and, and OPEC instead of our own sources. Mm-hmm. Wow! Increases taxes on Americans at every level. Two trillion dollars in tax hikes will fall on those making under four hundred thousand dollars a year, contrary to White House says. White House wow. says. Wow! Individuals at all income levels will be affected. 
Lower wages for working families. The corporate tax rate will increase by 5.5%, meaning American companies will face one of the highest tax burdens in the world. According to analysis, two-thirds of this tax hike will fall on lower and middle-income taxpayers. It just goes on and on and on. How long has this villain been in office? One, no. one, not even one year? No. Oh. Violates Americans' financial privacy. $80 billion slush fund to hire an 87,000 IRS agent army to carry out the Biden administration's plan to review every account above a $600 balance or with more than $600 of transactions in a year. Page 2283. Kenny, not even nine months. It'll be nine months on Wednesday. Conclusion, each of these 42 bullets is enough to vote against the bill. Taken together, it's mind-blowingly corrupt. We need to loudly oppose it. The Democrats are scattered. The Biden agenda is in question. It's the perfect opportunity to build public sentiment against this bill. The American people need us to be the vanguard against the left's radical plans. It's not an understatement to say this bill, if passed, will fundamentally change our country forever. Americans will wake up in a few years and wonder what happened to their freedoms. We cannot let that happen. Well, Go where, are you reading, where are you reading that from? This is and from the Republican that? Study Committee uh, from Chairman Jim Banks, dated October 12, 2021. I'm, I'm willing to bet that the majority of uh, Americans have no idea uh, what's in that, what you just read. And I'll, I'll no add to that. I, that last sentence you just read. Read that again. That very last sentence you just yep. read before you provided commentary. Oops, I'm sorry, Rick. I very actually missed important. a lot of it. Could you start it all over again? <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> I didn't catch a couple sentences. But the it's, f- fundamentally it, changing part. It's not an understatement to say this bill, if passed, will fundamentally change our country forever. Americans will wake up in a few years and wonder what happened to their freedom. We cannot yep. let that happen. Now... Based on things we've read and, and, and watched off the air before we started recording, how many people would be perfectly fine with that oh, when they hear it fundamentally affects, change? Until it affects them yep. personally. Yep. This $600 nonsense. This, um, what was the global warming police? What did you call them? The climate <laughs> Climate police. That's just a rat on your neighbor thing right. from what I heard. Well, it's even worse than that. It's going to be unelected activists who are... I, let's just let's just construct a scene. I don't know what it could mean. It it could mean that unelected activists are going to walk up your driveway and go through your trash and, and bitch about your car. I don't know what it means. Right. It means everything. How about this? Hmm. Drives up the costs on Americans' utility bills. It issues a punitive methane tax, page 367, and includes a tax on natural gas up to $1,500 per ton that could cost the American economy up to $9.1 billion and cost 90,000 Americans their job. Wow. Includes kickbacks for the left's green energy special interest networks, $5 billion for environmental and climate justice block grants, and another $100 billion in green energy special interest subsidies, loans, and other carve-outs. And remember, people, uh, the, the whole climate change movement has nothing to do with the environment. Nothing? It has to do with money. Nothing? Nothing. By the way, uh, we were just sent an email from Jordy about how apparently Pelosi went after the media for not selling Biden's spending bill. Mm-hmm. I, haven't, I haven't seen it yet, but I just thought hmm. that that was kind of interesting. Well, it's pretty upfront. <laughs> yeah, Nance, you're the, right. You don't really have much right. of the media in your back corner, do you? The Rookster is here. I am. I'm a little tardy today. That's all right. 
We're uh, late to the game. That's why I want you to repeat everything. It looks like there's about 400 items Ooh, you on you got there. the good pipes today. I do have the very well, white Listen pipes. to this one. I mean, every bullet point is important. Number, bullet point number 29 includes new massive bankrupting entitlement. The new paid leave entitlement would mandate workers get 12 weeks of paid leave. It would cost $500 billion over 10 years, according to the Congressional Budget Office. It would apply to those making up to a half million dollars a year. Wow. That will what the uh, hell that is alone this? that alone will kill commerce. <sighs> nice no money business. grab. Nice money grab, government. Advances a totalitarian and paternalistic view of the federal government. It includes grants for organizations to treat individuals suffering from loneliness and social isolation. <laughs> How much is my check? <laughs> uh, you're 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 clear with it under the 500 grand a year deal. Unfortunately, they're going to tax the bleep out of it, right? So I'll just have to turn around and give it all back, right? Tax credit for wealthy donors who give to woke universities. The bill creates a new tax credit program that gives tax credits tax credits worth 40 percent of cash contribution that are made to university research programs. You are kidding. Mm-hmm. They're not even. They're not even pretending that they they don't have this unholy alliance with big education. Wait a minute, dumb that down for me. So let's keep it simple. I give a hundred bucks, I get forty dollars worth of tax credit. Sounds like it. Yeah. Are there any Republican um, oh. universities that that lean right? Are there any right? Sure. Any? Sure. Oh, there are. Yeah, there are very few and far between. I was going to say I couldn't yeah. name one. Okay. Yeah. Well, let me try to think. I mean, would they get the same? Yeah, they can get the benefit. Not that I would uh, would want them to anyway. Well, based on a, um, you on it, are you on it, John? I'm looking. Yeah, the they, only one I can think of is uh, Franklin Graham's or That's Hillsdale cool. in Michigan. Well, if you see you know crowd shots at a college football game, they tend to break out and chant um, mm-hmm. based upon their feelings of the right. current president. Why don't we take our listeners to the campus of the University of Florida? Oh, sure. Where uh, there's an outfit called Campus Reform <laughs> uh, that has been on to the failed academy for quite some time. They do some interesting things. And uh, Let me ask you a quick question. Mm-hmm. Would you like to start where we found it interesting, or would you like to start the video from the very beginning? Because it's about 90 seconds before it gets to the... Oh, I think for context, you have to hear the whole thing. All right, I can do that. We're, and it's, uh, we're asking students if they think there should be diversity quotas. And then you, then the uh, questioner goes to, well, do you think that should apply to athletics? And, yep. and these kids uh, are a little befuddled. Okay. Hi, I'm Ophelia Jacobson with Campus Reform. It's game day here at the University of Florida, and we're talking with what? college students wow. about diversity quotas today. Do students support these quotas in the workplace and in the college admissions process? And will these students change their mind if we apply those same diversity quotas to the Florida Gators football team? Let's find out. Talking first about diversity just in general, do you think diversity should be a factor in hiring decisions and in college admissions processes? Yeah, absolutely. Um, probably they should probably have diversity quotas for like college admissions and a bunch of other things. I think they already have quotas though, but like those are definitely a good thing. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's an absolute necessity. Yeah, everyone should have an equal part in anywhere really. As a first generation college student uh, from a Hispanic household, it's very important. Should we develop diversity quotas for, you know, the workplace or for college admissions? How they usually work is 
if a population is 35% Hispanic, then the school in that region, I guess, would also have to be 35% Hispanic in its student population to reflect the demographics of the larger community. Is that something that you would support? Yeah, I would support that. Sure. Yeah, I totally support oh, that. Sure. Uh, yeah, 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 I mean, that, yeah. that, sounds, yeah, pretty, yeah. that yeah. sounds pretty reasonable. I yeah, think I think so. that makes sense to me. Yeah, Sam, I think it definitely should be taken into account. Absolutely. There should be more diversity in basically every single field. So what about diversity quotas on sports teams, college sports teams? Do you guys think? No, I think that should be skill-based. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Same thing. We want to win no matter like what you are. Uh, probably not. I feel like it should be based off talent. That's something that's oh. a little bit different. Oh, it's that's different. Oh. It's definitely um, more like more emphasis placed on ability. Sports is different than college. Sports is not the same. I mean, talent is talent is talent is talent. Uh, I don't think we should. No. Like all, college sports is about like getting the best players for your team, oh. and I don't think we should focus on which race or ethnicity to get. I think a diversity quota wow. for any sports team, it it doesn't make much sense. It should be based on skill. Oh. Just let the let the skill shine, and whoever's the best player deserves to be on the team. Oh. Obviously, with sports, it's talent first over anything. I did some research about the demographics here at UF. Um, we're gonna put this into like a hypothetical situation. So, 50% of students here are white. This is from 2019. 19% are Hispanic, 8% are Asian, and 5% are African American. If we were to apply that quota to the offensive lineup for the Florida Gators football team, <laughs> this is what the lineup would look like. Okay, and that's probably not what it looks like at all. This is what yeah. it looks like right now. Yeah, um, hmm. I feel like they're just, they're probably just more skilled players, uh, cause... That, that's enough. I mean, I guess poor kids. enough exposure. <laughs> These poor kids are Plus, just... the best part about that is the kid that, you know, like, talks like this. Yeah. He's got the Gilligan skipper hat oh, on, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got the ways. <laughs> the skipper Wow. Hat. They don't even understand their own irony, do they? No. 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 Just amazing. No. <laughs> just amazing. Hold up. Wait a Wait minute. minute. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. right. When it comes to sure. football, we have to have the best skills and talents and achievers. Skill play. They didn't, well, even, they didn't even hesitate. These are the same morons, though. If you read them, the bullet points of the bill that you just read mm -hmm. would agree with each and every one of them yeah. until it affected them personally. Right. Then, of course, they'd be vehemently opposed. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just amazing. It's just it's just amazing. You know, you've always said you can't make it up, but you really, you, you really you can't, can't make man. it up. You just can't. No, it's not being able <laughs> Rook, to make it up. We had an email that you needed to hear. Uh, what uh by the way, what podcast number is this? This is seven sixteen. Hardly a milestone. Well, you were here for a milestone for Yeah, I know. I just I I'd like to be there. I'm gonna reread this because I think it impacts your daughter. All right. Uh, Joe, I live at the apartment building that Truck Park and New Bohemia occupy, part of the first level. This will be our last week there, after mm -hmm. two plus years. We sold our homes before COVID and riots and had hoped to rent for six months or less and regrettably stuck it out longer due to the housing market. If you want to hear what it's been like living there on, on or off the air, let me know. This may not be of high value, as you no doubt have a good idea from Tom Reed and others. It's been very frustrating, dangerous, and disheartening living in St. Paul. Freedom House, the negative demographic change at the restaurants after midnight, the new hotel apartment being burned down across the street, street racers, and the general decline of common decency. Very rapid decline on our daily walking routes has also been astonishing. The failure of any kind of response from the mayor and council is a clear signal uh, decline is desired. I don't know why decline would be I know, desired. It's terrible, especially after it's done. It looks so great downtown. 
I have uh, lost count how many times I've called the police for issues in the area. While living there, it has become unlivable endurance test, all the while paying luxury apartment prices for the privilege. Now, get your kid out of there. Well, she's an adult. She just she just recently moved into that place. In that area. And yeah, yeah. And it's, it's you know, up until now, it was very... Um, I want to show you, uh, and I, I didn't get permission yet but to share it with the public, but I wanted to show you what her friend's father wrote. Okay. And uh, he wanted you to see it and, and look, take a look at it. Like but, a Facebook post or something? Yeah. He's a, it's, a, it's like a blog post. Okay. Face, so I want to get permission before I this send it to the This was Mac's public. friend who she got separated from. Yeah. Her friend since kindergarten, she was there with her and another uh, friend. And they all, all three got separated. Mm-hmm. After the other two united, they did. McLaren did not. Uh, Josh wants me to know that he took a bicycle ride six miles from his house on a Bentelli e-bike. That was nothing. He said it's a breeze. To, and he found a payphone that still works. Really? Yeah, he found a payphone. Charming. That Where still would that works. be? And he did that on his Bentelli Eco bike from EcoFun Motorsports, where Wait. Tim is extending the Bentelli e-bike sale until the end of October because he experienced a really fortunate for him and you, a reverse supply chain problem. So yes, there's uh, still 10% off. Uh, just a minute. Did you do something again to get no, him going? No, 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 no. no. Guilt free. Okay, I, I might as well come come clean. Yeah, because Rook will appreciate this. When you mentioned the payphone, I remember one of my favorite YouTube videos mm-hmm. early on was there was a payphone at a mall, and these kids would call it when people were walking by. Oh, my God. So that would be... Everybody would stop. Yes. Their bags, and they'd answer the phone. It's, hello? <laughs> uh, your bags are on the ground. I'm you know sorry that? to interrupt the ad for them, but that's exactly what it made me think of. I well, apologize. Well, the bikes are... Tim's extending the 10% <laughs> off sale on Mintelli e-bikes for GLers until the end of October. They still have spots for winter-heated storage of scooters, an electric bike starting at 240 which is a bargain because that includes the full spring tune-up and winterization. Pick-up and drop-off at your home in the Twin Cities is available for a small fee. Full line of Yamaha products, youth recreational equipment, scooters that turn urban errands into adventures, helmets, apparel, and great service at EcoFun Motorsports. It's on Highway 61. Where else? Highway 61 right in downtown Forest Lake. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here with a couple of questions for you. Are you noticing a decrease in the following? Maybe strength, endurance, enjoyment of life, libido, or maybe it's just a lack of energy. Are you tired of feeling exhausted even after you eat dinner? I've got an answer for you. You need to call my friends at Everest Men's Health. From signs of low testosterone to other deficiencies, they examine every single area important to a man's overall health. And that allows them to develop an easy-to-follow plan that will ensure your success. It does not matter where you fall on the spectrum of men's health. The time is right now to come into Everest Men's Health and take the first steps toward realizing your best health possible. The great thing about Everest is their medical specialists look at the entire picture and they figure out what is causing these changes to you. They start with a full medical evaluation to check testosterone levels, important vitamin levels, blood levels, and overall body composition. And once they identify the deficiencies such as low T or vitamin deficiencies, they create a personalized lifestyle program that can include testosterone, 
testosterone replacement, medication management, vitamin and natural supplementation, and exercise prescription and nutritional guidance. Trust me, Everest is fantastic, and they provide a comfortable environment that is not intimidating like other medical clinics. They specialize in men's health, and they can be your doctor for all your health needs, and they will refer you to a specialist if needed. It's a wonderful environment and fantastic people. Go online right now to EverestMensHealth.com, and you can call today to schedule your $50 testosterone test at any one of their three locations in Woodbury, Plymouth, and now in Egan. And please let them know that you heard about them on the Garage Logic podcast. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Okay, here comes another uh, hashtag seafoam work story. It's coming out of turn four. Uh, and this one is courtesy of my roommate, actually, who's piling on the miles on this generic crossover crap can she drives with about 150K on it. Lo and behold, the check engine light came on last week, halfway through a four-hour drive, a quick pit stop at a gas station. She added a fuel and a full can of seafoam high mileage. That check engine light was off before she hit her destination. It's a quick and easy way to right a wrong and certainly more reliable than uh, the black piece of tape to cover up that check engine light that she always uses. That never works. Uh, Needless to say, so she left. uh, She left last night. Needless to say, I sent her uh, down the road with a couple of cans of seafoam high mileage from my own supply, which. Of course, she scoffed at me and told me, this stuff is available everywhere. Well, that's a, that's a true story, roommate. A wonderful product in a world of bad gas, seafoam. We won't do too many of these because they're entirely predictable, and we've been noting it for years. A Seattle Public Schools elementary school has canceled its Halloween parade, saying the event has historically marginalized students of color who don't celebrate the holiday. Seattle Public Schools said in an emailed statement that for the last five years, the BF Day Elementary School's race and equity team has been discussing the parade, the Seattle Times reported. The team, with staff input, made the recommendation to cancel the parade. The district, in an email, said some students had requested to be isolated on campus when the event took place. So instead of trying to include everybody... Mm -hmm. They're just going to cancel it so the people that do enjoy it are crapped upon. School district officials and principal Stanley Jascott declined to answer questions from the newspaper about the cancellation. The statement cited the district's unwavering commitment to students of color in announcing it was committed to supplanting the pumpkin parade with more inclusive and educational opportunities during the school day. School district officials said they haven't received complaints about the costume parade from families at the school, which is in Seattle's Fremont neighborhood. So they haven't compl- no, they have no, not received no, any complaints, no. okay? Holding Halloween celebrations are becoming less common in schools, both within the Seattle public schools and in surrounding districts. Lisa Rivera-Smith from Diversityville, the Seattle school board member who represents the area, including the schools, said although no constituents have contacted her about it, she could see how some students might not have the resources or can't afford to buy Halloween costumes and how that could be divisive. <laughs> Halloween is, isn't it supposed to be ding, ding, yeah. dumb, stupid, and fun? A theme problem? Yeah. Ridiculous? Yeah. Outrageous? Yeah. 
It's 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 about candy and goofing Here's off. Here's my experience. Fun. The last ahead, two Rook. homes that you, I've you lived are in. the mass. You yeah. are the master. I apologize for interrupting you, Candy, but I think what I have nope. to say is much more important. <laughs> I uh, think you're right. <laughs> you're right. Uh, for the last two homes that I have lived in, my house on Halloween looks like United Nations. There are Asians, there are Somalis, there are uh, white kids and black kids. If you put out a good display, the word is out. Uh, there are families that pull up in vans. I get, mar- I get so-called marginalized kids showing up in a bus. Yes, they do. All kids of all races love Halloween. This is the adults that, of course, are trying yes. to cancel Halloween. All right, let's move yes. on. Let's move <laughs> yes. on. Add that one to the list. East Lansing, Michigan. The Michigan School District is cutting Halloween and Valentine's Day at its elementary schools over concerns of hurt feelings and uncomfortable oh. families. That's according to the Associated Press. It's common to see students cry because their students, their costumes and Valentines don't measure up, said Glenn Mitchum, assistant super of East Lansing Public Schools. The district is striving to be equitable, equitable and inclusive for all families, he said. The holidays can still be observed through teaching, such as using pumpkins to learn about dimensions. That's be fun. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> hey, kids, get your rulers out. So wait a minute. Let's measure this pumpkin. Here we go. They just contradicted themselves again. What did what did one of the last ride? We're trying to be inclusive and mm-hmm. what what what's that line? Uh, Read it. We're trying to be equitable and inclusive. Ah. By canceling it? By canceling. <laughs> <laughs> and they're they're also they're missing something. They're throwing in uh, Valentine's Day. And that is, you know, if a kid takes a shoebox and, and puts one sticker on it and a piece of tape, he's not going to get uh, attract any uh, second-grade suitors. But the, the kid that <laughs> takes a shoebox and puts a nice floral pattern over here and a little <laughs> lavender slot. You do that in, too well. Uh, it's beautiful. And I, I put a little perfume on there. He's going to have, you know, potential suitors that might be disappointed <laughs> what, down the road. What did you just say? This is Mr. T, and I want to wish everybody a happy Valentine's Day. From one sweetheart to another sweetheart. All right, other concerns among school officials include costumes that overwhelm or frighten young students and, fa- and, and families feeling uncomfortable with elementary-aged children exchanging Valentines in a love-focused celebration. Wow. Really? Are you kidding me? Wow. Handing her a Hershey's kiss? Oh. Well, maybe if you could dress up half the class... As Antifa and the other half as the Boogaloo Boys. There you go. We could have a real party. <laughs> Ain't got no Halloween, but we're gonna use your pumpkin to scream <laughs> your math abilities. This is like corn dog blues. Yeah, a little off. Take it from the Take it from the background music. If you want another Halloween Oh no, oh god Better not try and scream Sounds like basketball jokes (laughs) (laughs) I got a basketball joke I got a basketball joke So baby Candy, what did you have for breakfast? No, see, you're sliding off into food. (laughs) (laughs) True, true. All right. 
We won't do those. You know why? I could do them every day because yeah. the failed well, academy continues to just fall completely apart. But if you find a unique one that has a little twist to it, worse or I'll, better. I'll look for the twist. Or maybe. I'll, I'll look for the twist. Uh, you know what I wish we could find? Some Halloween pushback. Uh, this this principal I got news has said, I got news for you. We're doing it. I got news for you. Yeah. The minute those kids get home from school, they're going to have Halloween. They don't they're give a bleep about up, what yeah. that superintendent Well, yeah. especially Sunday because today. Dr. Fauci okayed. I have that the story. Will we get we, into uh, that? that yeah. we, uh, She's on a Sunday do today. Does that do anything for anybody? I don't like Halloween on a Sunday. How no. would you like for Sunday night... Halloween night to be at US Bank Stadium for Vikings Cowboys. You want to see a oh, drunken wow. spectacle. It's going to be a week from this Sunday That's night. That's going to be a tough one. Uh, I did see, I don't remember where I saw it, but someone reviewed, like it was a, a, a fashion store, a Halloween spirit store. With the adult-themed outfits, it was. I've got to find it because it was so. It was like the um, the hair hockey thing. It was hilarious the way he described everything. If I find it, I'll I'll, I'll play it. I'll have Reavers play it. Mercifully, mercifully, Schmelz Countryside has inventory, and there's not a day that goes by when we don't discover the travails of the American public trying to find an automobile. Used car prices going up. The new car prices going up. They're managing to hold the line at Schmelz Countryside with Volkswagens, Fiats, and Alfa Romeos. Schmelz Countryside, a multi-generational dealership in Maplewood on the southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61. 0% for up to 36 months on all new Volkswagens, except the ID4. Currently, uh, there are some ID4s, and that new Taos is in stock. 0% for up to 72 months on Fiats and 0% for up to 48 months on Alfa Romeo models. I've owned all three of these and will continue to. I really enjoy them. They're quality cars. Winter's coming. Get ready. Schmelz Countryside. Check out the inventory at SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzFiat.com, and SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com. Hey, once again, we want to thank Andy and his crew at Kahuna Window Cleaning and Services for their partnership here in Garage Logic. You see, they take care of all the stuff around your house that you really hate doing. Window cleaning, gutter cleaning, pressure washing, roof washing. They even put up and take down and store your holiday lights. They service the entire metro area from North Branch to Norwood, Young America. Kahuna is also a veteran-owned company and honored to be recommended by Trust Vets. Check this out. Throughout November, they have a great special on gutter cleaning just for GLers. Cleaning your gutters is extremely important. It can prevent insect infestation, roof leaks, foundation damage, basement leaks, landscape damage, and more. Kahuna ensures that all the gunk is removed, downspouts are unclogged, and water is flowing freely. Right now, for GLers only, pricing for gutter cleaning packages start at just $124. This special will run only through the month of November. Head to kahunawindowcleaning.com to schedule a washing. Make sure you ask for the Garage Logic special, kahunawindowcleaning.com. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Who's that with the swing in Oregon? That's Dylan. Wait Seems a minute. Like the, uh, I took that yeah. the wrong way. I'm sorry. I raised my hand. I should not have. Well, you I were supposed have. to. I was dancing. Yeah. Flip Wilson. See it Tuesday. Yeah, I was dancing. Flip Wilson. <laughs> Charlie Watts was asked why he liked swing music, and he said, because it swings. <laughs> okay, Charlie. Okay. Uh, conversation stopper there. There we go. Let's restart that. Let's restart that one, Kenny. Kenny, what are you up to these days? 
Uh, I'm telling you, folks, it seems like the week after the week of Christmas and New Year's around here with this big sale and open house finally over at maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Rich, the owner, uh, I know he's still picking up tinsel from the celebration. He cleaned out stock, gave some terrific bargains out, sent a bunch of GLers home happy with new safes and locks to protect their goods. So where does that leave us now? Well, it leaves us with a fresh inventory of both American security and Liberty safes. You can't go wrong with the Liberty safe, the most well-known, finest quality safe in the world, and it's made right here in the United States of America. Rich, the owner, he's there to help fit the right safe to the right customer. Uh, He'll save you money. He'll make sure you get the best unit to fit your uh, needs. He's also pretty darn good at the repair game for locks and safes. So before you give up and throw that unit in the crick, give Rich a call uh, at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. They're at 6901 East Fish Lake Road and, of course, on the web at maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Here's John Hyde in his newsroom. Thank you, Joe. Travelers at the Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport ran into some delays this morning. Those flying out of the airport via Delta Airlines experienced the delays after officials said there was an overnight power outage that led to Delta only being able to check passengers in on the airport's tram level. That level is too below ticketing. Long lines for Delta customers all morning. Officials said power was restored about 545. All ticket counters got up uh, back up and running at that point. Oops, pardon me. Former Minneapolis police officer Derek. Did John oh, just have a funny body noise? I think so. I, no, I think he that, lost no. his place, and that oh. forced him to uh, just he, a mini panic. Rook is correct. I had to switch pages, and it I wasn't see. where it was supposed to be, but but now it is. Minnesota, a former Minneapolis police officer, Derek Chauvin, has found an attorney to represent him for his expected appeal of his conviction in George Floyd's murder. Uh, murder excuse me. Chauvin was convicted of second and third degree murder, as well as second degree manslaughter, and sentenced to more than 22 years in prison. Earlier this month, the Minnesota Supreme Court denied his request for a public defender. Chauvin stated his debts exceed his assets, leaving him to represent himself because he wouldn't be able to cover attorney's fees. Well, in a new filing, the law firm Mormon, Cardall, and Erickson, PA, states it will appear on his behalf. Attorney William Mormon specifically filing that document. Traffic fatalities on Minnesota roads continue to rise in 2021. This could be one of the deadliest driving years on record, according to Minnesota Department of Public Safety officials. This morning, they said, according to their data, 2021's fatalities are fast approaching 400, and the year is on pace to surpass 2007's record-setting traffic deaths. The agency is calling on all drivers to drive smarter and help reduce the number of deaths and serious injuries on the road. In an effort to reduce serious and fatal traffic crashes, the Safety Council joined DPS officials to talk about guidance to state employers about educating workers across Minnesota on safe driving habits. As of Monday, there have been 384 traffic fatalities this year. That is a 23% increase over this time last year. Uh, If this pace would continue, Minnesota could record about 475 traffic deaths this year Mm. with the potential to top 2007's total of 510. The DPS stated the largest contributing factor in fatal crashes is speed, as 124 of those instances have been speed-related through October 14th. That's also an increase from this time last year and a 107% increase from this time in 2020.
Well, it's pretty obvious that the automobile is a dangerous uh, weapon, and it should probably yep. be outlawed. Yep. We, we need, need tougher to car of, laws. Yeah, yep. we need to wipe out uh, automobiles across this country. And I keep hearing the common theme of, of speed being a factor, and I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with that. But it's also the addiction to devices because people are not paying attention when they're behind the Agreed. wheel. I see it every single day. I think, I think you're right. I think it's the combination of the two. Yep. Chris. Yep. I'm glad to be done motorcycling. Oh yeah. And, and it's also think about you know the the kids now that are you know, between the ages of sixteen and twenty one, they've been consumed with devices almost their entire lives now. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Colin Powell, the first black U.S. Secretary of State whose leadership in several Republican administrations helped shape American foreign policy in the last years of the 20th century and the early years of the 21st, has died from complications from COVID-19. According to his family, he was 84. A source familiar with the matter said Powell had multiple myeloma, a cancer of plasma cells that suppresses the body's immune response. Even if fully vaccinated against COVID-19, those who are immunocompromised are at a greater risk from the virus. Uh, Paul, distinguished? Yes, you in the back. You know who we lost there, John? Ah. A true adult. Okay, uh, before we lost you, an adult. Before you proceed, this is what I was thinking. This is what I've always thought and, and was sad about. Why, why didn't he run? Why couldn't he have been our first black president? He, uh, he said he wasn't interested. He just I was just reading this. Didn't morning. want to pull the trigger. Too smart for the job. Yeah, yeah, Uh he said he didn't have the urge for Mm -hmm. for public office and didn't have the drive to carry on with that sort of thing. He would have been a great one. He was so stately, and Mm -hmm. he was so he was was such a leader. He's an adult. Yeah, he was a leader, and he just had that. When he was, you know, leading the army, when he was around you, I bet you thought, uh, "We're kicking ass today." Yeah, I got a good guy. We're gonna win. Yep. Well, and and you know what? Then that his answer to that question leads to a lot of our problems. Too many qualified people for positions of power don't want to deal with it. Right. So the people that want it, we don't want. No, exactly. Paulo was a distinguished and trailblazing professional soldier whose career took him from combat duty in Vietnam to becoming the first black national security advisor during the end of Ronald Reagan's presidency and the youngest and first African-American chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff under President George H.W. Bush. His popularity soared in the aftermath of the U.S.-led coalition victory during the Gulf War, and for a time in the mid-'90s, he was considered leading contender to become the first black president of the U.S., but uh, as I said earlier, he didn't want the job. Yes, in the back what, again. What, in the what back. is the definition of an African-American? He's Jamaican. Part, yeah, well, his parents moved here, right? Is right, but he's the, he's the son of Jamaican parents. That means he's a Jamaican by birth, isn't he? I mean, obviously an American citizen, <laughs> but he's not an African-American. He's a Jamaican-American. Jamaican-American. Isn't there, is there a difference? I don't know. I don't I'm know serious. The distinction, yeah. but I, I will I, say I this. Know. Uh, in all the jobs that he... I mean, he Kamala had. Harris passes herself off as an Amer- uh, African-American. Yeah. Who are you kidding? Well, in all the jobs that he was chosen for, I think every one he got, he got on merit before being a, a black guy. Well, my God. Yeah. In the, in the age of, you have to, we need these numbers and we need all these peoples and we need the first, first, first. Except for the Florida football team well, that we heard earlier. Yeah. 
Uh, Paul did, did say uh, in his own bio, uh, autobiography uh, what he would call the only blot on his record was pushing what he called faulty intelligence before the United Nations to advocate for the Iraqi war. Later in his public life, he'd grow disillusioned with the Republican Party's rightward lurch and would use his political capital to help elect Democrats to the White House, most notably Barack Obama. He also backed Joe Biden in the last election. He entered the U.S. Army after graduating in 1958 and later served tur- uh, two tours in South Vietnam during the 60s, where he was wounded twice, including during a helicopter crash in which he rescued two soldiers. I'm one of the dummies, but I, I'm unfamiliar with the faulty information in Iraq. Help me. But Weapons well, of mass kind of destruction. Push, yeah. Oh, okay. The, that's what started the war, basically. Got it, there got were it. no weapons. Got but it. I am going to give him, you know, I'm, yes, he's going to vote for Obama. Yes, I, you know, that's, I think that goes without saying. And the Biden stuff... I'm not really impressed by that because he probably knew who Donald Trump was. Well, that that was his excuse. He said the Constitution will suffer if Donald got Trump's it, elected, it, and, and that's why he decided not to vote for well, it. Well, he appears to be suffering. I was just going to say that. How's it doing now? this reconciliation right. bill. Continue on, right? <laughs> Uh, speaking of COVID-19, this uh, this is a shock. The death of a popular state trooper in Washington is causing keyboard warriors everywhere to shift into high gear. Uh, this is one of the reasons I avoid social media now, uh, all of this. Trooper Eric Gunderson, best known for leading the state patrol's part in the Amtrak 501 investigation. You might remember that mm-hmm. uh, train. Mm-hmm. Speeding passenger train flew off a curve, killed three people, injured dozens. That happened back in 2017. He became a spokesperson. He was a detective specializing in accident reconstruction and mapped the whole scene using drone footage. He wasn't vaccinated, which caused all sorts of nasty comments online. But his family said it's not that he was anti-vaccination. He just had not gotten around to it yet and would have before the mandate that kicks in this week for all state employees in Washington. In a statement, the family described Gunderson, who's survived by his wife and two sons, as in peak physical condition, active in the SWAT team and coaching his boys. Uh, The statement said he thought, in fact, we all thought COVID was something that happened to someone else who was not in a high-risk group. The statement continued, his death is a tragedy, not a symbol and not a statement. It's not part of one side's argument over another side's argument. It's simply the loss of a fine man. Uh, Trooper Gunderson was 38 years old. Former President Bill Clinton arrived Sunday at his home in New York to continue recovering from an infection that left him in treatment for six days at a Southern California hospital. Leaving the hospital Sunday morning, he gave a thumbs up when a reporter asked how he was feeling. Dr. Alpesh Amin said if Clinton's fever and white blood cell counter normalized, he'll return home to New York to finish his course of antibiotics. Uh, the 75-year-old former president was admitted last Tuesday to a hospital southeast of L.A. with the infection unrelated to COVID-19. He arrived Sunday evening back at his home in New York. VD. <laughs> Why did I know that was a... <laughs> a Haitian game, a gang has been blamed for kidnapping a group at a Haitian airport that included 17 missionaries, five of them children, according to officials. 19 people were abducted by a gang at a checkpoint in Haiti during an airport run on Saturday, a source at the U.S. Embassy told ABC News. Included in the group, 17 missionaries, 16 Americans, one Canadian, and two Haitian citizens. Two French priests were also kidnapped in a separate attack. It's unclear where the victims were taken. The Ohio-based ministry, Christian Aid Ministries, confirmed in a statement that a group of 17 people were abducted while on a trip to an orphanage on Saturday. Uh, Joe, I believe uh, we have a guest on the phone. Yes, sir. (laughs) I'll be all right. 
time. Hello, <laughs> Mr. Hello, Bill. I uh, excuse my voice. I've uh, I had little uh, uh, infection, as we say, but the, the penicillins will take care of it pretty quick. Well, we're we're uh, we're pleased to see that, and uh, I'm sure you noted the uh, unfortunate death of Colin Powell. He was an adult, Bill. Yes, uh, yeah. Colin Powell was a good man. He. Uh, uh, I, see, I'm giving you a little shot there. He was an adult. <laughs> yeah, I just tried to bypass that. I just I, I, I figured when you when a man's down with an infection, you might have a little uh, sympathy, empathy. What did you have? What was the illness? I don't care to disclose. I just I had a, a a type of infection, and penicillin will take care of that. That's all you need to know. For was uh, <laughs> Mr. President? Was there any pus involved? Oh God! Well, it didn't get to that point because I have a pretty good team of nurses. But it, yeah, speaking uh, of that, I I do have a follow up question regarding uh, uh, how is the nurse game out there? Pretty strong. Well, I, was, I tell you what, to tell you the truth, I was pretty out happy to have to come home. Uh, the hospital's yeah. fun. I, the hospital food's not that great, but, boy, you can, you get the right shift on a sponge bath, and, uh, <laughs> boy, it takes, me back to, it takes me back to the White House. Was, uh, Hillary, was Hillary with you? Not at the hospital. I wouldn't let her in. Oh. I told her uh, but I was I'm, I'm sure she's going to be caring for you at home, right? Uh, attending yeah, to your every need. Most unfortunately, yeah. This is. Uh, she came home. Uh, she came home a couple of days ago, and I was already here, and I had some private help, and uh, and she she scooted them along rather quickly. Uh-huh. But uh, you know, I don't think she remembers that the panic room has a uh, secret entrance, kind of like the Batcave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, if you, well, we hope you have a full recovery, sir. If, if you know the code to the Batcave, Guess we're not you done. can go no, Bruce Wayne not. all over me. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> gee, uh, Mr. President. You. Mr. President, you should, like uh, that. You, you, out, you should. You got Halloween. I got Catwoman outfits here, the scary nurse. Uh, the hot riding hood, red riding hood. That's uh, Halloween is fun. Yes, it hot is. Hot riding hood. Uh, <laughs> Mr. President, have you ever considered maybe finding her a boyfriend? Ooh. I don't think that's ever going to happen. And I think you know why. <laughs> but I can't say anything. I, I'm not supposed to say anything. I'm supposed to keep my mouth shut and, and just uh, march on. But I, and I saw a picture of myself uh, on the news, and I, I have aged. I haven't slowed down. Thank God for the blue pill. I have not slowed down, <laughs> but I have aged. Age. I thought you said you had AIDS, but you aged. aged. Oh, no, just a little, uh, well, little we, we, penicillin. We'll take care of it. All right, thank you, sir. Good luck to you. Well, wait, hey, wait a second. I guess we're not done. No, we're not done. <laughs> what do you think about this uh, series on right now? I think it's called Impeachment. About uh, Monica Lewinsky and uh, Ken Starr and Linda, whatever her last name was. Uh, have you watched any of that? I did because I wanted to see uh, what Monica looked like, and I, I think I made a pretty good choice from 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 seeing what's on TV and the actress that they have chosen. I think that I I, I think I chose well. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. okay. You know I, think we're done. I, mean. I think so. Yeah. I think we're done, Joe. All right. Think, thank you, sir. I think oh, you've been done a long time ago. Yeah. Hey, anytime you want to check in, <laughs> I think you were done when they took you off the radio. Now you're doing a uh, 
uh, audio pass? What is this? What? It's is called this? a podcast, oh. Bill. Yes, it's a pod. The, uh, it's the podcast is what they call it. What That's do you call? It? What's the name? Garage Logic. Clever. That was the name of your show that bombed. <laughs> <laughs> you kept the name. That's. Well, you used to call frequently, sir, every day about 4 o'clock. I loved it. My favorite, that was one of my favorite times when I was in office. Where I got calling around the holidays, right. New Year's Eve. Yep. And, uh, the New Year's Eve call I had was, uh, was uh, well, it was tragic because of what ended up happening, but we don't go back there. All right. Thank you, sir. Hey, I think I'm done. I think so. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. Thank you. See you. Thank you. Hey, uh, will you hold for a minute? Yeah. I'm okay. Goodbye. Goodbye, uh, Bill. Bye, Mr. President. <laughs> uh, we have uh, an obscure uh, music musician death. Not not really if you paid attention, but Ronnie Tut, legendary drummer, spent years playing alongside Elvis Presley and teamed up with tons of other superstars, ranging from Johnny Cash to Stevie Nicks. Has died. He was 83. In a Facebook post Sunday, Terry Tut wrote that her father died at home surrounded by family. Elvis Presley Enterprises noted Tut's death in a statement Saturday. The group that runs Graceland recalled how Tut drummed for Elvis with the TCB band. And what was TCB standing for? I don't Taking know. Taking care of business. Taking care of business band yeah. from 1969. So, um, yeah. so Tut, Tut played with the king, huh? Oh, for eight years from 69 until he died. No, oh, I just got it. Yikes. Beyond Elvis. I get Tut. it now. God yeah, it took a minute. Jeez, that was Judy Dibble-esque. Very punchful. King Tut. Beyond, uh, beyond Elvis, Tut played with some of the biggest names in music. Neil Diamond's band, Glenn Campbell, Stevie Nicks, Johnny Cash, Kenny Rogers, Elvis Costello, Michael McDonald, Billy Joel, and lots more. He also was the drummer in the Jerry Garcia Band, which Garcia formed during his time with the Grateful Dead. In a 2017 interview with Rolling Stone, Tut talked about the differences between performing alongside Presley and Garcia many times in the same weekend. So when Tut's did he play with Steve Martin? Wasn't Steve Martin the King Tut? No, he was buried in a stona. <laughs> oh. Did he die of the COVID? Some, sometimes I don't know why I bother. No, did he die of the COVID? I, I really King don't. Tut. Did he <laughs> die of the COVID? He, he, he did not that I'm aware of. No, I, I thought... Uh, but he was I don't born think in Arizona, it, moved to Babylonia. I don't think the statement uh, said what he died of, Joe. Uh, Tut said in an interview with Rolling Stone, uh, I'd always laugh because one night I'd be in Vegas playing with rhinestone two-piece outfits, and the next night I'd be out with Jerry with the tie-dye and a pair of jeans. Funky <laughs> I'm just going to Just story forget it, John. Point. Yeah, that story's done. Now, when that he was a young man, he never fought at sea. People stand in line to see the boy king. King, king, Tut. Sorry, uh, I'm sorry, so funky? Funky Ronnie, uh, Ronnie not getting the... Uh, yeah, oh, do that. He's sorry, Ron. Was oh, sorry, yeah, Ron. Sorry, Tutter. Oh, China has. He knew Arizona, every word of that century. He's got a condo nice. made of stona. <laughs> nice tuts. Yes. Nice. He's got a condo made of stona. Yes. That was, I, what do you, do you want me to sing the whole song? I know it. Oh, I can God. sing it that with was, an arrow through my head. I think that's the song that initially made me fall in love with Steve Martin. Oh, it was God. brilliant. Yes. Such a great It was bit. brilliant. And Have it was you, uh, right out of nowhere. There was just no reason for it And that's it when whatsoever. Saturday Night Live was funny. Yes, yes. yes. Do you, you realize watched, the New York uh, Times feels that it has an obligation in their Sunday paper 
to review the previous night's Saturday Night Live? Why? Every time. It's I don't know. That's how political Saturday Night Live is. Wow. Have you guys seen uh, the any of the new Martin Short and uh, Steve Martin series? On uh, yes, it is incredibly entertaining. I, 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 am, I, I would agree completely. Yes. It is. It is something you should watch. What do I say into the microphone? King Tut. <laughs> Uh, I'll get the name of it for you. Uh, only murders in this building, or in yeah, in the building. Only murders in the building. Is the I was very that. concerned with the Selena Gomez edition there. She's good. She plays off them well, and um, Joe, I think you'd enjoy it. It's it's not over. It's not too much Martin Short and too much Steve Martin, uh, and there's a pretty good storyline. I think. Yeah, I agree. Is it a sitcom? No, it's a uh, it's like a mystery uh, series. But it's there's a lot of comic relief. Right, they, yeah. Those two and play off each other so well. Is it, is it a show or a podcast? It's on Hulu. Or what? It's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. It's oh. a it's in its second series, its second season. It's, no, it's first season. Oh, okay. Uh, nine have been released, and the finale is this upcoming Tuesday, which would be tomorrow. Also, tons of guest stars in the entire show. There's, Nathan uh, Lane is very funny in it. No. Uh, okay, and, let's move along. Okay, let's move along here. Uh, China has denied a report that it tested a nuclear-capable hypersonic missile. That doesn't sound good, does it? No. Uh, no. Saying on Monday that the test was instead a eh, routine spacecraft experiment. Look the, the other way. We got this. The <laughs> Financial Times reported that China tested a nuclear-capable hypersonic missile in August that circled the globe before speeding toward its target, demonstrating an advanced space capability that caught U.S. intelligence by surprise. When asked about the report at a regular press briefing Monday, China's Ministry of Foreign Affairs spokesperson Zhao Lijian said the August this test was just a spacecraft, not a missile, routine to verify the reusable technology of spacecraft, which is of great significance for reducing the cost of spacecraft use. When is liberal America going to wake up and admit and realize that China is the uh, king tut of evil? You have to remember this. That guy said that under communist oath, so you know that it had to be the truth. That's right. (laughs) Johnny, thank you. Oh sure. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll come back to wrap things up. But not before I tell you about St. Paul's own Mosaica Hard Surface Joe. Well, who are they? Well, I'm going to tell you. They specialize in the sourcing, supply, and installation of hard surface-based materials such as granite, marble, and quartz for your kitchen, bath, fireplace, bar, outdoor kitchen, Anywhere you dream up, they will get it done, done right, and also done under budget. Corey and Jay are the owners of Mosaica Hard Surface. And let me tell you, there's a lot of people out there doing this, but they do it the right way, meaning they only use the best materials, they custom cut everything in their state-of-the-art facility, and they also install everything themselves. Not everybody does that. And that's because Mosaica Hard Surface wants every single aspect of your project to be perfect. Here's how you get in touch with them. You can stop by their showroom, it's brand new by the way, on Marshall Avenue in St. Paul. You can call Corey directly at 651-242-0894 or just visit them online at mosaicahardsurface.com. That's M-O-S-A-I-C-A hardsurface.com. And please let them know that they heard about you on the Garage Logic Podcast. Have you ever noticed that Kenny always wears shirts that suggest that he has about 40 keys on his belt loop? Yes. Yeah, he does. You know, janitorial work. Or yeah. He's got the keys to many are you, doors. Are you to moonlighting? Things. We yeah. want to know if you're moonlighting yeah. somewhere. All right, thank you. Oh. That's it? That's yeah. all you're going to do? I don't know.
The GLers at Polka Dot Dairy are looking for a few good GLers, and they want you to join the crew. Log on to polkadotdairy.com jobs. Uh, they're looking for licensed CDL Class B drivers to do route work based out of Hastings uh, right there on Highway 61. Now, here's the good part. 60 k a year salary to start. Damn. 401k match in early morning hours. Are you thinking what I'm thinking, Rook? Yeah. <laughs> the best Skim one. or hole. Let's go. <laughs> the best part, you get to join a team of GLers. All you need is a valid CDL Class B license and a good GL attitude, and you're in. I'm guessing you don't have to be a GLer, but, you know, come on. Let's admit it. It's not going to hurt. Uh, at least that way you know everybody's core values, right? Log on to polka.dairy.com slash jobs uh, to apply. You get started on a great new career with a great group of GLers. Again, that's polka.dairy.com slash jobs. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Have you done yourself a favor and gone to spirallightcandles.com? I don't care if you're a garage logician that's got the uh, uh, the wife that's got an anniversary, a birthday, Christmas is around the corner. Hey, Halloween, when people are coming over, you want your house to smell a certain way. Well, you also want your garage to smell a certain wait, way. Wait, wait, you're doing it wrong. I am? You want the wife to buy the candle for the dude in his shop or garage. Drop some hints. I get it. And the, you should go into the kitchen one day. Damn, I wish we'd stop burning burn, boring candles. And we just buy a candle that burned in a circular motion. And it's fun to look at. And it smells like the garage. Well, that's where spiral light candles come in. <laughs> I don't know how you... What, Joe, why don't you have... Oh, you do have one. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Go to spirallightcandles.com. Scroll down to the bottom. You see the garage But I lit it in icon. the house and got in big trouble. You, you're supposed to light that one in the garage. <laughs> right. You forgot... You, romantic music suits. You should yes. have put on the romantic yeah. music. Yeah. Get, get going and say, hey, how do you like this uh, great cylinder index candle that I turned on? I know. You better blow it out. Can you light it again? Here yes, we go. Spiralightcandles.com. Go to the website. <laughs> click on the Garage Logic icon on the bottom, and you, that's the secret handshake for you. You can purchase the Cylinder Index Candle from Spiralightcandles.com. Stop burning boarding candles, Joe. Uh, Dr. Fauci has given us permission to go trick-or-treating, and he's upping yeah. the ante. He said... Uh, your family, if vaccinated, can get together for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Oh, thanks for the permission, doctor. Yep. Got it. Yep. Who's who's paying attention to this ass at these days? Uh, well, well, come on. He's lost some street credibility, hasn't he? He he doesn't go out in public, does he? He doesn't see so. what's been <laughs> happening in America the last twelve months, has he? Well, he's he's uh, true to his calling, and he's uh, long been a supporter of maxi va- of uh, vaccine mandates. This guy's a grifter. I think I saw no, him on Rockford a, Files. This guy's he's a bad guy on Rockford Files. He's not Files. a grifter. <laughs> Jimmy, I got a bad He's an important on public health yes. official. <laughs> Angel's buddy. Yeah. I got a bad yes. feeling on this one, Jimmy. He's uh but he he's given his blessing now to vaccinated oh, families who, God. who want to take their kids out. And uh uh last fall, of course, medical experts uh did not acknowledge that that would be safe. Right, right. Thank you, doctor. And now only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mpumalanga, South Africa. It was on this day in uh, 1848. What do you got in 1848, brah? Land in central Minnesota was set aside for the Menominee, 
The tribe decides not to move their holdings in Wisconsin and cedes the proposed reservation to the state on May 5th, 1854. Oh. And on this day I in don't 18- like that. Oh, wait we a should, minute. They should have got some money for it, but compensated for it. They just let it go. I don't know. I'm just giving you this date in history. I I'd am. like to know where, where that land was. That'd be fascinating. Uh, it would be in uh, central Minnesota. Well, thanks, yeah. Joe. Thanks, appreciate that. Thanks, Joe. thanks for That's narrowing it down right, the, right smack in the middle of the Louisiana Purchase. <laughs> in 1881, on we this day, in the Louisiana Purchase. at St. Paul's oh. Episcopal Church in Duluth, <laughs> at St. Paul's Episcopal Church in Duluth, in a, in a, uh, an organizational meeting was held to establish a new hospital in the city named for today's Feast of St. Luke. The hospital is set up in an old blacksmith shop and the first patient was admitted on November 18. And finally, on this day, Today. 1888, the agriculture school at the University of Minnesota St. Paul campus, which was known as University Farm, opened with 47 students and W.W. Pendergast as the principal. Huh. That is an interesting. Yeah, that's why I do it. All the way from okay. South Africa. You were half right, Matthew. Half of Minnesota was in. Uh, the it was part purchase. of the purchase. Yes. 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 Um, yes. B- before we go, wrong. before we go, because yeah. you know, I want to send you out on a happy note, yeah. Joe. Yeah, John, are you seeing this tweet from Mr. Tom Hauser, our buddy downstairs? I did not uh, see one. No. Well, uh, he's covering. Uh, Governor Tim Walz was holding a press conference at Gordon Parks High School. Joe, are you ready? Oh, I see. Okay. It. Yeah. yeah. Governor Tim Walz has just announced a new vaccine incentive for 12 to 17 year olds. Joe, they're going to get two hundred dollars. Really? Plus. Those people are also going to be entered into monthly drawings. Are you paying attention? I am. I'm monthly trying to find the tweet. For $100,000 in scholarships for public or private college, he says it's part of an effort to boost vaccine rate over 80%. Do I have to pay for that? You sure yep, do, yep, Mr. Yep, Mayor. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of grifting, yeah. <laughs> I would like to add another uh, This Day in Minnesota History for 2021 on October 18th. Pope Francis has named Bishop Andrew Cousins the Bishop of Crookston. The papal nuncio to the U.S. announced October 18th. The bishop-designate has served as an auxiliary bishop of St. Paul in Minneapolis since 2013. More info at thecatholicspirit.com. I mention this because Bishop Cousins is a huge fan of Garage Logic. Well, thank you. Yes. Thank Congratulations. you, mm-hmm. Okay. He's uh, playing uh, videos now. Trump, can't. We already we had lost him. Joe. Yeah, we president, lost Joe. Former president. Some would say we never had him during the I'm, show today. I'm listening to Coven <laughs> do Trump trying to eulogize Colin Powell. Oh, my oh, God. No, no, no. It might be too, <laughs> might be too soon because Colin is pretty damn good. Say, you know what what did he call it? Uh, the Indigo Girls Day last week? Yes, for Indigenous Indigo Girls. People's Day. Pod, and if you want to check out some of those other podcasts, uh, you know, maybe you find a funny guy on Pod M. Man, that's a comedian podcast that you want to listen to. That's where you find them, podmn.com on your uh, laptop or your smartphone. Just Pod MN, it's super easy. Poke around on YouTube and then subscribe to the Garage Logic YouTube page. Super easy to do, and you'll be very entertained with what you find. Also, social media all over for Garage Logic and the podcast, Instagram. Facebook, your ma. What? <laughs> yeah.